You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to the latest episode of the Scottish Football Forums podcast, where it's season 11, episode 25. One shy of 26, it would have been perfect if it was 26 tonight, because obviously Club 26 is in the building. So tonight we have got all the way from Govan Greta Thunberg on the podcast. No? She not here? Oh, if no, oh, no get Greta. Right, okay, I'm John, uh, joined by Miguel. How you doing? Happening, mate, how you doing? I'm no bad. It's good to see you. No one else will see you, but you know what I mean. I've not had a drink this weekend, so I feel fresh. My voice doesn't sound it, but that's four gigs this weekend, mate. That's holding no it well. No a drink. Was it no? I take it was near a bar then. You were doing the gig. No, no, just I was too far away. I was driving. Oh, there we go. Change man. Is this a fresh, fresh, fresh McGill? Yes, yes, mate. Man, different stance. Probably off it to December, and then I'm probably about the biggest liar on this podcast as well. Ah, <laughs> oh, then December, you'll never be off it. Nah, nah, I'm back on it on Thursday. We've played away, haven't we? Well, aye, aye. Well, maybe we might talk about that. We'll see. Maybe. Um, Erin, how are you? I'm good, thank you. A busy um, week since we've spoken. Two games. Bit of a travel disaster on Wednesday with the rain. Um, but otherwise, good. Didn't have much voice on Thursday morning. No. No. And it's good to see you've got your Halloween outfit on too. Oh, hilarious. Yeah, very good. Is that a wee cow or something like that? It's got a little, like, heart. It's just a little jumper. It's been chilly. The weather has turned. The weather has turned, indeed. I've got my mind, body and soul hoodie on. Well, I saw one of our competition winners. One of our competition winners had his nice bobble hat on. Football. On Saturday, Glenn, Mm -hmm. did he, aye? Keeping him warm. Supposedly the grey's been very popular. That's what what I heard. From James at Supernova, so I think I'm going to get a red one. Oh, you should. Did you get? You should have got it. Did you not get it yesterday before the discount code had gone? No, but maybe we'll get a new discount code. We'll speak about that separately. You've got loads of money, so you'll be fine. You could buy them for everyone. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll do a secret. Maybe we'll do a secret Santa. We'll all just buy each other a different coloured hat. Well, that would be a good idea. Secret Santa, right? I. How much? Cost wise. Uh, I think we'll talk about this like separately. <laughs> I don't think anyone's probably going to be that interested. Well, I think they will be. No, how much? Ten pound. Yeah, you're getting a fifty pence mix up for the ice if you major on that. Sir. It's all right. I don't Depends want any. I don't want anything from the Celtic Club shop, but I doubt there's anything there that's a tenner, is there? Oh, we're uh, only going to talk about that. We've kind of talked about the Celtic shop. I fell out with them at the weekend. Rachel Why? never spent about you. And uh, it's went out of date and she went to take it in and they wouldn't let her use it. It's well, whose, whose fault does that sound like it might be? Rachel's probably. No minds. I, I used to. <laughs> I'm happy. I got a zip up with it. Brilliant. I thought you'd maybe got that nice yellow top you got on with it. No, no, a retro. Retro. Oh, oh, by the way, I don't know how you can actually noticed the fact that I change my football top every time we're on. Never notices. I've noticed, I just haven't thought it was worth commenting on. <laughs> one, thing, one thing I'm certain of is the listeners don't have a clue because they never see it. No, I know, but you do. That's her being demoted to my second favourite earn. 
Well, that is good timing because we do have the favourite Erin, don't we? We've got the favourite Erin. We couldn't get Greta Thunberg. She's busy. So we've got Erin. Erin Boyle on. How are you doing? I'm good, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm excited for a wee gab tonight. Aye, and you're a Celtic fan as well. So Erin, we're two on two here. But I'm always neutral. I'm good. I, as a host, I like to be neutral, don't I, Miguel? I'm neutral. Well, until we start talking to Tom Roggett's mate. Eh? <laughs> oh, come on, come on. Every we don't week. need any of that. Every single week. Miguel, you've not been on for how many weeks now? Like, I mean, I said to Scott that he's a semi-regular. You're turning into a semi-regular too. <laughs> uh, mate, I just come in just to wind you up and go away again. Eh? That's about I mean, you know, that's just shocking. So we all know you're more likely to get on the podcast if you're a John, because there's two Johns. Please, Dale and me. You're more likely to get on if you're a, a Scott, because Miguel and John's now we've got Erin. So basically, if your name's Erin, send us a wee email, you can probably come on the podcast. <laughs> or John, or Scott. Any of those names will do. So I'll let you introduce yourself a wee bit, Erin. I like to do that. It means then you can talk about whatever you want. I am um, so... Um, Erin number two uh, so I'm a Celtic fan um, but I I suppose in the football world I spend most of my time um, with the Cano Foundation uh, which is a charity um, based at Celtic Park um, well, when I say based at Celtic Park let me let me give you a, a proper introduction uh, so the Cano Foundation is a charity that aims to keep football free for kids uh, we've been running for 10 years now um, and we've got 186 season tickets at Celtic Park in section 115, which is right behind the Lisbon Lion goal. Um, it's not just, uh, we're, we're based at Celtic Park, but we bring kids from all over, um, not just disadvantaged kids, deserving kids, schools, youth clubs, um, you know, just everybody and everybody and anybody really, you know, that deserves to get to a game of football who possibly can't afford to get a game, get to a game or parents you know just don't have the time um each match day the kids get a goodie bag with a hat a scarf sweeties crisp juice they also get fed before the game as well um and um we also have various events throughout the year um as I say, predominantly, it's to get kids into the football. We're known as the modern day leftover. And it's all about, um, you know, keeping that legacy alive, keeping that heart and soul alive. Um, and I quite like to think of us as, you know, like the kind of heart and soul of the the, the Celtic supporters. You know, it's, it's uh, where we sit as well. We're right in between the away fans and the Green Brigade. So we're almost like the mini Green Brigade. And I'll touch on that later on when we, when we gab more. Um, uh, not only the not only am I involved with the Cano Foundation, but I am a writer, writer and a poet as well. Um, and most of my poetry is inspired by being a football fan. Um, and it's not just about the football; it's just about this kind of culture and society that we live in. There's always that inspiration to to chat about. It's a way of expressing yourself, and um, it's I, I don't write to put things on the internet for things to get viral I just write because one it makes me feel better too it's a way to document history it's a way to document my feelings in the moment um, and I'm just really passionate about being creative I really like to merge um, you know football and art if you like I could quite like to publish books and write plays and and whatnot and I'll touch on that later on as well um, I'm a student and while I'm a student I do various things I'm a, a youth worker a drama teacher 
Um, I also work for a couple of football clubs freelance um, in production. Um, just a busy bee, I suppose, uh, enjoying my youth. Um, so, so yeah, it's a wee tangent. It's probably lucky I never gave the introduction because I couldn't have reeled all off that. So <laughs> I, thank you. I've done, done a wee bit of research on the Kelly Foundation and I was actually going to ask, Go I knew it. it was the 10 years this year, but I was actually going to ask how long you've been in it. So you kind of stole my thunder with it, saying it's 10 years this year, but how long you've been doing it for? Because like, it's quite an interesting thing. I used to sit there and it was round about the time it started and we used to see them piling in, like all the wee wains that would be... Absolutely buzzing and the happiest wee souls in the world. Like, it's, um, it is special. It's when when you sit in with the it's almost like sitting in with the Green Brigade. But when you sit in with the Kano Foundation, you just see football. You see paradise from a different perspective, and it just totally changes your your view. Um, and you know, on Saturday there, um, we had uh, a school in. We had a couple of youth clubs and things like that. And I, I mean, I must have seen about ten minutes of the game. Uh, I was sitting with uh, a couple of the girls from St Monica's who were eight, nine years old, um, and you know they're just biting my ears with questions. Uh, and, you know, I, I was getting everything from, oh, do you need a, uh, where, where's that jump coming from? Do you need the addition to be in the Green Brigade? Or at half time when we switch goals, do we need to switch side to the stadium? Um, I had everything under the sun, and it's just there's no buzz like it. Uh, to answer your question, I've been involved. Oh, I don't know, 2018. Um, so not not long in the grand scheme of things, um, but you know what? It's the Kano. It's a it's a wee family. Eh, I feel like, and um, we're all completely voluntary, um, but we all put in the hours. That's for sure. Eh, you know, myself and eh, Joe, for example, one of the trustees. You know, we could be texting at one o'clock in the morning, the Friday before the game. It's it, it's like a it's like a full time job, to be honest. Like, can I? Oh, sorry. When, you go oh, when COVID was obviously on, there was no games and stuff. Did you do look at other ways and things, kind of keep the kids involved? Because I think that must have been a really difficult time for a lot of groups and networks like that, where you kind of just end up, you know, it's very hard to kind of stay connected and stay involved. Uh, yeah, it was quite a an emotional. Um, it was an it was an emotional journey uh, for all of us during COVID because it opened up that question: What does the future actually hold for us? You know, in our constitution, we just take kids to the football, but we all know we're much more than that. You know, there's kids that aren't getting fed now. There's kids that aren't getting a hot meal. They're not getting that day out that they would. Um, but with us, you know, we are just the hosts. It's the the group individual groups that look after the kids. So. It opened up our, our minds to what other avenues can we look into. So I, I can't really talk much about that um, because, you know, it's ongoing discussions kind of thing. But I think it's ex- it's an exciting time eh, for the Kano. I think 10 years as well. Um, it's that point where you do start to, you know, it's like it's like it's like anything. It's like personal careers. It's, you know, it's when you get to that kind of milestone mark, it's like, well, what else can we do here? There's so much potential. Um, and you know the support that we have is just overwhelming and phenomenal that I really do believe that there's so much more we can do with the young people, the kids and the families that come, um, it's exciting It kind of brings back to well, the origins of Celtic though, doesn't it? In a way it's about putting well, talking about putting food on the tables for underprivileged user, taking underprivileged children to watch Celtic like it's, it's brilliant, it's like full circle isn't it? That, that's exactly it. Uh, and I think during COVID as well, when there was a lot of um, 
internal conflict with the club and the fans. Um, you know, there was a lot of uproar on Twitter um, and whatnot, and of course, losing the 10. You know, I, f- I feel like the Cairo Foundation was a, a wee kind of light in the dark almost, and it really brought a lot of the Celtic supporters together because um, in February uh, of this year, um, Eddie Toner, um, of the, the Celtic Trust, um, he had put out a tweet. So, well, before that, uh, Joe, our trustee, was on the Homeboys podcast and they were asking, you know, how's, how's funds during this, you know, what's happening? Uh, Joe was a wee bit worried on the podcast. He's like, well, we don't actually, you know, we might we might be struggling to buy our tickets and whatnot. And then Eddie Toner put out a, a tweet and the, the support that we got was just overwhelming. The fans alone on Twitter raised 60, 000, over £60,000 um, and it was just crazy. And for me... That was so much more than just about. That was so much more than us buying the tickets. It was so much more than the money. It was, it was the awareness. You know, it was like, wow, a lot of people don't actually know who we are, these like general season ticket holders. And I think that really opened up the eyes of the fans. Is, you know, no matter what's happening on the pitch, and no matter what's happening with the the PLC and the club, these kids need to get to the football because it's so much more. You know, win, lose or draw. It's, it's been a, It's all about being a Celtic fan and being Celtic minded. See, prior to COVID, then how would you normally fundraise to help the kids get to the football? Uh, we're, we're totally fan funded, completely by the fans. Um, every season, our season will run uh, in August, we'll have a bucket collection outside Celtic Park. Uh, September, we have uh, a golf day. Um, and at the end of the season, we also have a, a dinner dance as well, an annual dinner dance. But throughout the year, uh, Woods other fan bases will uh, fundraise for us. For example, more than ninety minutes of fanzine. Um, Andrew Milne uh, has danced in February. He'll um, d- you know donate a lot of his um, what's the word? I don't know, but he'll kind of dedicate almost his dance um, to two charities. One being us in the February. Um, and I remember the first one that I went to. I was blown away. He'd done a season ticket auction, and it was just people at the dance going, "I'll buy a ticket. I'll buy a ticket." You know, and it was like thousands of pounds in this one night. It was just, I was greeting, you know. So it's totally by the fans. It's phenomenal. And uh, it's players and players get involved as well, like going along. Uh, so our uh, patrons, Scott Brown is one of our patrons, uh, John Higgins, um, Henrik Larson's a patron as well, but that's an interesting story. He's not an active patron, shall we say. Um, and uh, Tom Boyd. Uh, Tom Boyd is really good, uh, and particularly, because uh, he's just, He's just a great guy, eh, but he's really great with awareness. He comes to everything, he gets it, you know. Um, so I, George McCluskey as well, he comes to all the golf days. Um, I, there's, a, there's a good bunch of them, actually, to be honest, that, that get it. I'm just thinking there when John Higgins played for Celtic, but I'm sure he's played in some charity games. John Higgins. Aye, sorry, he, yeah, so John Higgins, the <laughs> Irish super player, but... <laughs> Just because I was on a roll there, listening ah, to you. I know, I know, I know. He's my holiday pal. I met him in holiday. That's a good point, though. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Aye, he'll play charity games for Celtic, won't he? Surely. Aye, I think he has, yeah. He's a good guy, John. I met him in holiday once and he was brand new. He was brilliant. Nice to talk to. Good guy. He is. Aye, he's good. Right, so. Scott Brown's a good guy as well. We like him. We all love Scott Brown. We liked him the other day, actually. So we're still in, our, we're still in his mind, which is, which is quite nice. He's lovely. We're looking after him, don't worry. We're taking very good care of him. I've been, have you seen the scout? He's added skill to his game now. You've seen all these turns he's doing, twist turns, 
playing oh, centre back. Is going to turn up in the corner? I was dreaming about that header. Dreaming about that header. <laughs> you were dreaming about it. Magic. <laughs> I liked the celebration after that. I thought it was good. Yes. He was getting stuck. He was getting stuck for celebrating, right? Whereas, like, when he came out of the pitch, he was getting absolutely pelters from some of the fans in the section. So, if you can give it out, you need to take it back and just celebrate the goal. I've, I've seen that celebration before somewhere, but I've not got a clue where. Like, looks familiar. You mm. don't see it very often, to be honest. <laughs> True. <laughs> it was um, no, it was good. I'm just, I think um, he comes across really, really well, and I think he is a good captain and I think that is you know a lot of clubs you can have really good players and things but I think a strong captain is really important and he also just seems like a really nice guy like he seems really good fun mm-hmm. he's one of those guys isn't he on the pitch he's he'll kick his granny or kick whoever but off the pitch he has so many good stories like the likes of charity work that he does um, so yeah good, he is a good guy I can't believe what well, 15 minutes into the podcast and Erin you have not asked Erin Two. No, I don't. I'm not calling Erin two. That was someone else called you Erin. You called yourself Erin two. Erin, you've no asked up the, the no question we all want to know. Oh yeah. Um. I mean, this is important. I think it's important that we make yeah. sure that we ask everyone this. What's yes. your favourite pie? My favourite pie. Pie, as in probably the most controversial answer of all. I just I don't eat pies. What? I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. What I do don't you, know. Chips, maybe. I don't know. Actually, I'm. Do you go to a game? Oh, I forget. You're at Celtic Park, where they have like not a, a, a pie girl. Steaks and stuff. Oh, and all that there. When I was at Fur Hill, I had, a, I had a lovely sausage roll. I'm I'm big fan of Fur Hill sausage rolls. It was just nice and hot, exactly what I needed. But now nah, I'm not a pie fan. Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> what do we think now? What is that? Miguel, was that less or more controversial than macaroni pie, Brennan's favourite? No, no, sausage rolls, brand new. Macaroni mate. pie. Macaroni pie is outstanding. Oh, no. Ho, ho, ho. That's like pineapple on <laughs> pizza, that, isn't it? Oh, I, like, I like pineapple on pizza as well. Oh, well, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> macaroni pies. What do you get at Celtic these days for your food? Uh, what, the, what, sorry? What's the food at Celtic these days? It's not Domino's anymore, is it? Yeah, and uh, oh, there's quite a lot. Uh, there's quite a selection. There's like vegan stalls and Domino's stalls, and I just stick to chips, to be honest. Well, I'll be checking it out on the twenty eighth. Are you giving away tickets out now? Are you for yours? For yours, give us a few. Well, yeah, that's good of you. I was about forty Livingston fans after we're lucky. I know. Oh, well, I've got some exciting news for you, Erin. I'm quite looking forward to that one. I was hoping that by the time it came round, we'd get in. So okay. I'll check out the food options and report back. Yes, please do. It'll be crap, let's face it. It's it's never that good at Celtic Park. Pizza's are quite good. It's <laughs> not very good. But Erin, how many pies you had, macaroni pies, this season in one. football? Well, I've got I've got a treat for you. So I was away. It was Halloween last night, trapping the doors and and seeing what I got. Got I got some sweeties. Got some sweeties. Mm -hmm. Some monkey nuts, the standard stuff. But look what one kind person gave me. (laughs) Two macaroni pies, and I don't eat them. So it's for you. What have I stepped into here, man? 
I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm so fussy. Like even see, like beans give me. Like I can't have beans touching my food. Like see sauce. Like if it's not in a tub, then it's not coming anywhere near my mouth. You'd like some of Scott's dinners. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I even have like the Chinese is dry. Like can't do it. I've I've went and sat in a Chinese before, and I've had chicken balls and chips, and then dipped it on tomato <laughs> sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Do you even get tomato sauce at the Chinese? I've got visions of you taking your own bottle in. <laughs> Everywhere you go. See, to be fair, I've got one, Sorry, I've got one bottle of tomato sauce in the van. <laughs> Have you seen the guy that's going to iBrooks and every game he's tweeting um, living a life and it's like, I don't know, a big massive pizza or something? I'm actually loving that. I think that is excellent. I think it's really good. I don't know how he's doing it though. As I said, I don't know how he's getting in. Fascinating, but but I would say you don't get like very, you know, the searching is pretty limited. But you still get like a look and stuff. Like they have a look at my Uh, bag. Okay, can I get a look at your bag? You know, you can't. I don't know how you're getting that in. But I think it's really good fun actually. He's doing that. The KFC one was mad. Like, how are you sneaking a KFC in? Is it a cold fight or who knows? Maybe uh, house of security or it's Photoshop. I still think it's a good Photoshop job. I don't think it's Photoshop. I don't think it's Photoshop. No. Right, okay. There, so if we had it, on you go, Miguel. There was a Photoshop version the other day and it was a guy sitting with a bottle of Vita Vicks. I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I like that. Right, if you could have any football, any food at the football, whatever you want, doesn't matter. Don't think of logistics. Anything you want, what would it be? Erin. What one? Erin B. I don't know, actually. Well, what's your favourite dinner? I don't know. <laughs> You've got to have a favourite dinner. I'm in the spot here, man. I wasn't expecting to talk about... Yeah, that's the tough question. this podcast. Like... <laughs> uh, I don't know. Honestly, I mean, it totally depends on the mood, doesn't it? What's your mood just now? If you Like, just now, you're at football, what I'm would you want? Now. We were talking about Chinese's earlier on, weren't we? Kind of in a salty mood. Salty. Hmm. Maybe McDonald's, to be honest. Aye, do you know what? I'll go for it. I'm going to go so basic and I'm going to go for a McDonald's because it's just nice and easy and nice and easy to eat. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no a lot of heavy right. lifting. No mm. a lot of mess as well, exactly. I'm quite imagine sitting there a big pizza. Like, that's... Aye, I can. Aye, I can, actually. That would be good. Mm. Aye. No. What are you getting, though? Little, yeah, pizza maybe, like a nice one, or a McDonald's then, is a shout, actually. McDonald's? McDonald's is rubbish. I, to be honest, I agree. Every time I have a McDonald's, right, do you know what I do? I then Google, well, not every time I have McDonald's, because that sounds like I'm a wee bit OCD, but, like, when I'm, I, I, I just find it fascinating that it can be, like, I, just, I, I went through a phase where I was, like, eating at McDonald's and then going, it's so addictive. Why am I so addicted to this? I'll be Googling, why is McDonald's so bad for you? I'll stuff my face with a cheeseburger. It's so bad for you because 20 minutes later, you're still hungry. That's why it's yeah, so bad for you. Yeah, that's the thing, though. It's key marketing, isn't it? Aye. Miguel, so, like, when you really just fancy it, it is ideal. Oh, it's, it's, maybe if you're five. I actually tried the new McDonald's <laughs> vegan burger a couple of weeks ago, and it's pretty good. <laughs> oh, it's actual. It's it's vegan day, supposedly today. Vegan day, vegan day. well, wasn't There's that many days that are going on nowadays. Huh? You lost track, but I did see something earlier. Vegan day. Vegan day. So, what did you have for a vegan day, Miguel? Oh, mate, I, I eat meat just. <laughs> <for it. laughs> 
<laughs> See, uh, you're talking about McDonald's. I actually drove all the way from North US, hung over uh, last weekend to get a McDonald's in Fort William on my way home. Oh my Five God. and a half hours. <laughs> what did you right, get? But... I'm, a, I'm a right basic bitch. Chicken nuggets, chips, that is it. Any sauce? Ah, ketchup, tomato yeah, sauce. Yeah. Every day. You're for a side for me. Your own, your own ketchup out the van or the McDonald's ketchup? No, oh, McDonald's ketchup. See, ketchup. This, <laughs> it, it got controversial at one point. It used to be Heinz ketchup and McDonald's and then they changed it to their own ketchup and oh, I didn't like it to really? start with and now I love it. So I'm not a ketchup fan. Right, if you're I tuning in, I'm late. Like, you know what is really nice from McDonald's? Um, and we can't keep talking about them. We don't get a sponsorship with them, right? No, but you know what is nice? See if you get a milkshake. So two things: one, oh, a vanilla no. milkshake You've with a shot of coffee. It's brilliant. But a vanilla, a strawberry milkshake, and dip your chips in it. Oh no, that's brilliant. Aquatic, that. Once you've tried, no, see, once you've tried it, you'll understand. Right, hmm. you you can see why you are not the favourite, Erin. Now, right, Erin, huh. we get this every week. She just makes up. Concoctions to be controversial. Convinced. I guarantee you, do a, poll, do a poll tomorrow. Does anyone dip their chips in their milkshake at McDonald's? Most people say yes. Nah. No, one person will say yes. Maybe two. John will, the other John, because he likes the weird <laughs> things like you like. Uh, he will. But well, you may as well ask about the pizza situation where we're at, the pie situation. Yeah, so, Eric, you eat, you eat pizza, yes. but no pineapple, fine. No. If you're eating a pizza, do you have? the dry, horrible crust bit first? Or do you eat, like, the crust first and then you have the lovely, nice bit with the filling and the cheese last for, like, the treat? Once again, it depends on my mood and it depends on the type of crust. Sometimes I like to roll up my pizza and then other times, this is quite crazy, but sometimes, see if I'm in a restaurant, I will absolutely eat pizza with a knife and fork. In a restaurant, no, yeah. No, that's, that, that's, that actually is the biggest controversy. There's no... Pe- Nice and fork it with pizza. I Miguel, don't you wouldn't do that, would you? Miguel. Sitting Damasio's, that is exactly what I do in Damasio's. Yes, there we are. Uh, what were your knife and fork? Aye. Miguel, you've changed. Mate, you've got to act portion places. Not everybody knows them, an absolute imbecile outside of there. <laughs> Aye, but can I, you can imagine, like, someone could, like, get a wee video of you eating your pizza. Actually, if, if you're listening, if anyone sees Miguel eating a pizza... Anywhere, video it. Especially if he's a knife and fork. I take plenty of videos of me eating pizza all the time, honestly, God. Right, we've got the food stuff out of the way. Shall we get food later on? Um, Celtic. May as well talk a wee bit about Celtic. So, what was your introduction to sporting Celtic? Look at the resentment in your eyes. No, I can't wait to hear about Celtic. Yeah, great. My introduction to Celtic was was my dad. To be honest, uh, my dad was a um, a diehard Celtic fan growing up. So was my granda, um, and you know my earliest memories was dancing about the living room to old record players and uh, reading through my dad's um, you know old fanzines and old programs and all that kind of thing. And then my earliest memories growing up, um, I'll never forget Nakamura's free kick against my United at home 2006 but when I watched that game I was over on holiday and I just remember being fascinated by like the floodlights 
and then you know I'll never forget my my, my first game you know and I think my my initial memory of my first game was my dad's face you know because it was like oh it's my daughter's first game you know that uh, my connection to football and my connection to Celtic is fundamentally through my dad through family I think that's what Celtic's all about and you know I could greet thinking back you know more of my wee old dad what was your first game then? My first game? Oh my God, what was my first game? You said you'll never forget it. No. <laughs> my, first, my, my, first, like my first memory was um, was watching that game in 2006. The following year, it was the first game. It was like the first to the second game of the season because it was like a pure stunning day. I'm sure it was against Dundee United. Um, I'm going to need to check with my dad on that because see when you're younger, all your memories kind of merge together. Um what other memories like really, really young do I remember? Um, I'm going to need to actually think about yes, yeah, Scott. Right. In terms of you talking about that Nakamura free kick, that has just made me feel the oldest man on <laughs> this podcast. Today. I swear to God, that is my earliest memory of Celtic. Oh, I, I actually remember That's... Tommy Burns getting sacked at Celtic. That's how old I feel. And yeah. to, to be fair, my, my earliest, earliest memories would probably be like Martin and Neil when I was like three and four. And I always remember my mum took me down to Fur Hill. We were, we were playing away uh, Thistle. Uh, obviously, I'm from Mary Hill, so Fur Hill's my, you know, Thistle's my, my local club. And uh, I always remember my mum taking me down. And I remember seeing the, the police horses and Martin and Neil. And that's like a wee early memory. That's probably an even earlier memory than, uh, than that memory. Miguel, if you feel old, right? Erin's talking about Martin O'Neill years. I remember sticking coupons on it, the Martin O'Neill year. <laughs> so, there we go. Actually, I won money one night. What night was it? Celtic played... Hmm, Liverpool? No, wait a minute. What day, what day was it? It was Cheltenham. So it was March. The season you did all right in Europe. It could have been Liverpool or uh, Blackburn. Probably Liverpool. Blackburn came first. It was March anyway. I remember that much because Cheltenham was on and I won money. <laughs> That's not, from the, not from the football, it was from the, the ponies. Good day. Good day was hard. Who was your favourite player growing up there? Uh, my all-time favourite player uh, is Tommy Burns, because I just love listening to all those stories. Growing up, I used to laugh, right? When I was younger, I absolutely used to fancy Aidan McGibby. <laughs> Loved, honestly, just my, my earliest memories was like, like googling like Aidan McGeady interview on YouTube because <laughs> I was just fascinated by the accent uh, growing up as well Nakamura obviously um, and then when I was like 10 and 11 um, you know it was that kind of 2-1 Barcelona um, that squad to be honest you know uh, I was always a big fan of Gary Hooper but I also think that was just your kind of um, being younger and like I just thought it was, I don't know, you know, Hooper, Hoop, Hoops, 88, you know, but that's how, that's where my mind went at 11 year old to get a Hooper stuck out to me. Um, so you say that. Wait, wait a minute. I've already had Tom Rogic. Now you're giving me Gary Hooper nightmares. <laughs> See, around about that time, by the way, I'm sure we actually done Aberdeen 9 9. Aye, exactly. I was there as well. Gary it Hooper. It's too quiet. I was going to say Gary Hooper scored. It seemed like everyone felt like everyone scored. Mm. That was a long day. That's that. <laughs> that's that. It was mm. just a game, though. It was only one game. It was just a game, as McGee said. Just a game, aye. It was an awful awesome. 
well, I I suffered five 0 as well against Hearts. I remember no long after, which was he'd gone by then actually. That was technically Brown was there, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Aaron. Yeah. With the after the yeah, so remember, when do we have a nine nil? Oh, oh it, was, it was horrible. November kind of time, I think it was. It was oh, bad. actually, I think it was because the poppy, uh, the, there was a banner. The game big, he put up a banner about being against the poppy. I remember that. So it must have been yeah, November. Was it not? It wasn't. I think it was a November one. And then we had, I mean, I think people, and I agree that, you know, people are harsh on managers and things. And I have been critical of Stephen Glass because we were losing embarrassing games. But 9 0 is. It was horrendous. Not good, is it? A great day. And saying, <laughs> oh, it's just, it's just one game. But then, not really, not really one game, really, is it? And then, yeah, I think, was he not. Was McGee not gone pretty quickly after that? And then the Hearts one was just before Christmas, I think, the 5 0 was. The Hearts one, I remember Craig Brown was in the dugout. Well, not in the dugout, he was in the stand. Getting ready to take over. So thankfully he managed to miss that and know have that as his first game. So the 9 0 game against Celtic actually yeah. stayed all the way. I don't know why, but I stayed the full game. I don't know what if like maybe there was some kind of sadist in me wanted to see ten in a way, like just well, may as well. We've been humped anyway, so may as well. But the last game that, that was that was the final straw. I was like, you see, right. I think it went it got to three, I was like The Hearts one must have been Neil Cooper and Neil Simpson caretaking yes. after McGee was gone before Brown came in. The only time I've left a game early in about the last 10 years was the 5-0 at Ibrox. The fourth went in at like 70-something minutes and I just thought I'm going. Because we barely touched the ball for 20 minutes in Barton. And as I left, I heard a massive cheer and I was like, that must be five then. Because there was no one else, None of us were there. And I know it's bad for people to don't leave early and I'm very, very against it. But if you're 4-0 down, you've not touched the ball. Um, Boyle, do you see what I've just done there? I've just caused PTSD in the two of them there. I have an absolute nightmare thinking Mark McGee's football. I, I think it's brilliant. I'm away, I'm away to watch Scott Brown doing little turns in the corner. For <laughs> <laughs> just you wait. Just wait. Back. Scott Brown's going to score against Celtic in the, the season. Oh, and you will absolutely no hate it. You'll be hating it. No just wait. And... And they go, you don't get to not come on the podcast the, the day after on the Monday, by the way. You <laughs> actually love playing against us to give us the three points. I swear to God. I could be telling you last time I've been Our best game we played, one of our best games we played this season. In fact, our two probably best games this season have been Rangers and Celtic. We should play And then we got to Dundee that? and lose 2 1. Aye, but there's a reason. There's a reason we suit playing teams that actually have a go at us. We're no good at breaking down teams, so if you're listening, fans, everyone, don't don't listen to that. Well, no fans, managers, just attack us and we'll we'll beat you. Basically, we have much better. I said I did say October would be an alright month, and I was like, no chance, no chance. I but thought we were getting from, I thought we were getting to from those four, and it's said it should be nine, and it will hopefully be ten next week. Let's put this into context, Erin. G thought that Aberdeen would win the league this season. Now I'm optimistic. I'm an optimistic I football think that fan. Again, I don't right? So Erin G, Erin G went from we're going to win the league to Stephen Glass out after about six games this season. 
nine. Now, it was the Dundee now, one that did it for me. And now are you back? Oh, we're going to win the league. Bus. I don't know what Scott McGill's oh. after. I'm missing penalties against Livingston. I was just going to say, I can see it in Scott's eyes here. The Perriers are just sitting in absolute despair thinking it's Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm not being funny, right? But folk are still slotting us for it. And it is, it's really bad. But I heard a guy on Friday night on the phone in Clyde telling Marvin Barkley how he plays team against Celtic. He was telling him not to sit in. They sat in for the full 90 minutes and got a point. They're delighted. The wee boy, the wee boy in the four ends absolutely raging. <laughs> he was wanting to come out and attack. <laughs> a point's a good result there. Um, the penalty, I think, probably was. I think Kyogo makes an awful lot of it. But you can raise your hands to someone. Stupid. Mm-hmm. You've seen the penalty itself. Uh, oh, it's weak. So weak. It takes two steps. And there's nothing behind it. <laughs> absolutely nothing. It's just... Why is he taking your penalties? Where's that come from? Well, I, I don't know what happened there. You've seen Kyogo and... Cal Mack yeah. had a wee bit of a... I think it could be my fault because I put Kyogo into my fantasy team on Thursday and made him my captain, so apologies. Aaron. Well done, Aaron. Sorry. I'm not being funny. He'd have got the assist if we had actually scored. I've seen them doing that before. Whoever wins a penalty gets the assist. Yeah, they do in Scotland. They give points out for loads of weird stuff and winning mm-hmm. a penalty gets you... How can you get points for winning? I think that's dodgy. I don't buy the, the run-up thing because I remember, again, this shows my age... Beppe Signore didn't even used to do a run-up. It was just, shoot, and that was it. So mate, that's bullshit. Mate, come on. I think it's just, it's logistics. It's, it's, it's real. Oh. You need to make a movement to get power behind the ball. See so if it goes in. in. If it goes in, you wouldn't be talking about the run-up, would you? No, oh, I like that. You'd be, you'd be saying, oh, it was great, it was great. Scott Number Brown's going to score a winner. Scott Brown's going to score a Peninka at Celtic Park <laughs> past the league. <laughs> Well, we'll be at Celtic Park. Yeah, we'll be away. We'll be away to use after the split. So yeah, there you go. Scott Scott Brown's going to be there when we win the league against you. Mm. That's what will happen. We'll win it against you this season. There you go. In the split, that'll do. Oh, and he'll be there celebrating. Scottish Cup final. Last last minute. Scott Brown. Whatever goal, I don't really care. What part of his body scores it with? <laughs> that, that would be absolute scenes. Because um, I'm being realistic, at least the cup we've got a chance. The league, I think, well, without the running, I think, for that one. I know we're not mathematically, but really. Like, um, do you think it. you're going to win something this year? I think we'll win something this year, yeah. Still in the League Cup, aren't you? Yep. Who have you got in the semi-finals? The 20th of November. Who have you got? Oh, double cup winner, St Johnston. Don't know about that. Second cup winner. Football club in Scotland in the last 10 years. Tough comes. <laughs> By the way. I think that's a tough draw for you. And who have who's the other ones? Rangers Hibs, is it? Hibs, that's what it is. Like cops a Diddy Cop. Diddy Cop. See, see what you're saying that? Wasn't it wasn't <laughs> 2014, was it? No. That was different. The amount of times you have been in the finals tournaments in the recent past and he's having won anything oh. it's probably won one cup one yeah because you turn up and ruin it for us leave us alone Brendan, Brendan Rodgers he never left early enough he should have buggered up he, he had the right idea he's seen Celtic struggling away over the border superb Stephen Gerrard and you were, you were all raging when Rodgers left 
Oh, I know who's got PTSD. <laughs> my big, my big pal Neil Lennon came in and sorted it. What is that? What is that table right here? Sorted it for like ten minutes. Right, sweet. Listen, last year doesn't matter. It's all about the present, and presently, you've been absolutely shocking. So let's not start talking about seasons. We're only six points behind you, isn't it? Six or seven points. I've been shocking. Look, two is a raging man. Is that what you were singing, was it? Ben Rodman, he's here for ten. What was he there for? Eight and a half in a row, was it? Lovely. No, there you go. Sorry. Is um, Stephen Gerrard going to Newcastle? Maybe for a stag day or something like that. Uh, I think he's better to stay because he's only won one trophy in nine, which isn't a really good record. So I'll take that. The better just stay with the other. I think for his, um, I think for him he'd be better to stay because I think Newcastle is a very tough gig, and I'm not sure that'd be the right move. Well, I would like tough for that money. I'll take the job. No, but I still think. I mean, look at Man City. It took them a wee while. I don't think it's the easiest thing in the world. You could buy the most expensive 11 players and you wouldn't necessarily win every game I think it is a difficult one money makes it obviously so so much easier but it's still hard and I think Newcastle will have a couple of seasons at least getting settled and then they'll start winning things if you like City Aye but it's a bit like fantasy it's a bit like a football manager when you get like unlimited budget and you just like buy whoever you want be good fun for like six months Like when I do my fantasy team and I've spent millions gone and I've got five players in We'll have to have a rethink. Do you do, do, you do fancy football, Erin? I do not, no. My dad does sometimes, I think. Too stressful, to be honest. It comes like a full-time job. I used my wild card last night. Just very, very stressful. He'll be lying in his bed and the WhatsApp will buzz and he'll be like, oh, I've no print in this course. <laughs> the only thing I don't like about it is when you start, like, almost wanting players for other teams to do well and you're like, mm, I'm not too sure of this. Aye. I'll always want Scott Brown to do well wherever he is. Aye, the Scott, Scottish Cup final. Aberdeen v Celtic. What minute was that? What minute was that in the podcast? And I'll save that for the end of the season. 40, about 42 minutes, right? We'll save that. We'll play so it back when Scott Brown lifts the trophy at Hampden and we beat you 2 1. On repeat. I, don't know, I, don't I know the truth here, don't we? Yeah, there need to be a full room for him to win a trophy. Actually, Aaron, Celtic won't be in the Scottish Cup final this year, will they? No, I certainly no, that's not directed to me. <laughs> I've got I've got a son to win it, so that's fine. I, I've had us to win it thank you, since every year, since about 1990, so it's got to be our time at some point. Who did, I don't who have did any we, everyone. Who did, we, who did we beat in the final arts in 1990, Aaron, do you remember? Do you remember who it was that we beat then? We've got a client on to have a recant. Do you remember? Ern, <laughs> Ern Grieve. You know even Ern G, sorry, whatever. <laughs> whatever I was saying. Listen, are you no ages with me? How are you? <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't born, but I have obviously seen my You only need to put on your dad's That happened before you were born. I've just seen it. Maybe that'll, so happen. Maybe that'll happen again this year. Nil-nil. Penalties. Scott Brown will go up. 
come on, get off it. Oh, you've made it even better, actually. I heard it all. Just picture it now. and see it. How would you celebrate? Oh, could you imagine? I think it'd come in the crowd. There would be an open-top bus parade. Probably rename Union Street, Scott Brown Street. Would you all still be happy from them, would you? That's really kind of... <laughs> Very good. No, I just want him to do well whatever he does in his life. He's a good soul, a good heart. He's yes. got a good first name, hasn't he? He's got a good first name. And if you're up to see I'm sure he'll give you three wishes. That's a good one, because Iona came up with that question as well. Remember when she was on about the three wishes? Was that... Did you read the script? Mm-hmm. Was that in the script? What was in the script, I? Don't we kind of have a script well, sometimes. Well, I've just given you a good segue and you're still mucking about. Play the game. Look, just sit about doing. We've just had an argument. We're being nice to each other now. Erin, if you could have any three wishes after Robin Scott Brown's head, what would they be? After Robin Scott Brown's head, <laughs> if I had three it wishes. Could be, it could be the genie of the lad. Oh, no, 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 no. I, like I like the idea of Robin Scott Brown. <laughs> 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 I was just thinking the same. I. <laughs> right, you could have a think about it because that is ideal, actually, for an ad. So, players get contract extensions at the start of the season. We have been given our own contract extension with Manscaped for the three months paid partnership deal because we're doing so well. So, uk.manscaped.com. 20% and free shipping with the code SFF podcast in capital letters. You can get the lawnmower 4.0, which is waterproof. You can also get you can also get the reviver. If you've been out all day and you're a wee bit sweaty and the balls need a wee freshen up. Scoosh, scoosh. That's how you scoosh. Loads of products and offer. It's November as well, so we're now Manscaped are American, so it's all about Thanksgiving. We don't celebrate Thanksgiving, but if you give it to someone, they will be thankful. There we go. So, Erin, have you thought about your three wishes while we've been doing a riad? I know. I was. I was actually wondering what was what was going on there. <laughs> stupidly, I've stupidly I've said. Uh, like scoosh the screen with like ball reviver uh, so <laughs> I don't know whether that works in their laptop screens they'll soon know if the podcast continues or not my three wishes do you know I'm fat I would I would love to time track well it's I suppose it's a wee bit different that's Scott Brown turning into a time lord but I, you know, I'd love to I think I would use a wish to time travel probably back to like six, maybe 67 hmm, maybe Maybe the centenary year, maybe. I, I would love to time travel. Oh, um, you can't say you're going to time travel to 1988. I was like about 10. I'm a millennium. Makes me I feel was, even up. Like, I was such... born in the year 2000. Oh, God. Oh. Sorry, what? I was born in the year 2000. I'm a <laughs> millennium baby. <laughs> I feel sick. I don't know. I mean, I, I pretty much missed Henry Larson. Really? I could be your bloody dad, I think. Oh, God. <laughs> someone told me that born, someone said to me that people born in 2003 can now can legally drink. And when I went to, um, this was actually really good, I was in Aldi and I got asked for an ID. And I had to go out to the car to get it because I was like, 
really? Do you want to? 2003. Oh, yeah, to the, yeah, I had to work that out there. God, that's mad, actually. So, well, he was like, no, I'll need you to get it. And I was like, right, fine, it's in the car. And obviously, like, I'm holding people up. And he was like, I'll just wait here. You could tell he was obviously like, oh, she's not going to be back. I don't think I look that young at all. But I was like, right, fine, I'll go get his ID and show him. Glanced at it for like a millisecond. And I was like, I'll be going. He said, yeah, once you see that it starts with a one, you don't really need to look. Do you get ID if you're buying Prosecco? <laughs> I did get ID buying Prosecco. He said I looked much younger than I was. Oh, he's trying to give you the chat. He was Take looking to come can. back the number. No, he, well, I don't, to be honest, a very stressful experience because after they like fling your shopping at you and then I had to trade tight to the car to get this ID, it was a bit of a hassle. It's very, very rare to get IDs, but yeah, he had a quick glance and he went, oh, you could just need a quick glance because as soon as you see it starts the one, it's fine. I was like, yeah, thanks for that. Probably. 2000. That's only one wish. Aye, one wish, aye. Oh, damn it. Can't wish for a treble, can I? She's greedy, innit? Oh, I've plenty of them, innit? That would be three wishes. Correct. <laughs> no, I have <laughs> You have to wish for all the cups separately. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have the treble, now because you're very good at that. No, I'm, see, when I was wee, I'm not kidding, no, and I think it was like 2014 or something. I actually remember every every new year, I, I take, I'm very like spiritual and like all that, and like I'm very, you know, so uh, new year, I always kind of have a wee moment looking out to the stars and all that. And when one year, I actually was like, oh, please, please, just I want a treble. Like, I just want to, because I, I remember like Ronnie Dahlia t- talking about it once in a conference. And I remember my dad saying, you know, it's, it's something managers don't talk about, you know, that kind of thing. Like, it's a, you don't, like, you know what I'm saying? And and then I don't actually think we won the treble, no, we never. But then I remember falling here. And then it was just like one treble came, then another treble came, then another treble came. And it's that moment of re- like referring back and thinking, God, at one point, this was like a, a a dream, you know, a fantasy. And we're absolutely spoiled rotten, aren't we, Miguel? Uh, by the way, that sounds like your next poem. That's, you've just been writing <laughs> off there. You can write on that, like, what, make mine a treble? Sorry. No, to be fair, See the seasons like it's it's see you're talking about that there, it's giving me goosebumps thinking about it because it has been hard to watch sometimes and see when Rangers even were at the league and Aberdeen were actually giving us a run for our money at points. Had the last period long right enough, but we still couldn't complete the treble at any point. And I, I don't know, it just happened and clicked there. It was brilliant. You said it was hard to watch, it gave me the book. <laughs> It is, but I mean, Billy, my favourite ever, my favourite ever quote, not just Celtic, but uh, Billy McNeil saying there's a fairy tale aspect to Celtic, and I, I wrote a poem, um, kind of inspired by that, and it is, it's just one game that I will never forget, probably my favourite ever game, when you're talking this kind of philosophical kind of ways, um, 2-1 Kilmarnock 2019 when Semenovic scored in the 67th minute with a header as number five on Chandler's and McNeil's uh, tribute game and that was just, I mean I remember looking about and seeing fans greeting as if did that just actually happen yeah same <laughs> <laughs> it's totally surreal yeah, and then the, I can't remember who it was at the start doing Ness and Norma as well before the game and Aye, uh, that was that was mad there. Uh, was it you doing this and Because <laughs> you done no, too much I, fast. Ah, uh, mate, I, I didn't do that. Uh, lucky if I can get a song with me leaving the day. Oh, <laughs> the voices. 
crack her up there a wee bit. I know, I know. I'm actually, I'm actually eyeing up my honey and lemon over in the corner that I'm about to go and boil a kettle for. That's what I was drinking yesterday. I was a fitness out for the podcast tonight, but it was fine. Mm. Picked myself up two hot toddies back in the game. Uh, third wish, Erin? Oh, I forgot I had a third wish. Oh, the third. I don't know. Oh, oh, oh. Go I've got one for you. What about Wayne's getting the football for hand for the rest of their life? There you go. Aye, but then... Aye, oh, it's like, Oh, no, no, it's not that I'm being selfish, but like, no, yeah, no, I get damn it, man. Don't listen, don't listen to it. Like like, we, we would all like that. We would all like that. It's it's Erin, your own wish, your own personal thing for, for you. But it's for the kids, come on. <laughs> I don't know that it's honestly so hard to think on the spot. I'm taking this too seriously, I think. No, it needs to be serious. It needs to be serious. Did I own it? I, I don't even know if I own it. I gave three watches and they end up... To start it off, I think you ran off on a tangent, to be fair, John. It's not like you. What are you talking about? Mm. What I was What's meaning with... Sorry, on you go. What I was meaning with being hesitant with that is like, that's happening. You know, it's it's it's... Good folk, good hearts, and all that. You know that magic's happening. So, thinking outside the box, and I don't know. I'll be here all night. I'll give you. What about something with your career? Like your, I mean, you get nominated for Scots Performer of the Year. So, what about something along those lines? Anything like? See, right, no, that's a bit. This might be a little bit deep, right? But I'm a very big believer in manifestation, right? So, I don't make a lot of wishes. I'll like kind of journal and be like, right, you know, it's less about, oh, I want this to happen and more about, right, let's make it happen, you know? So, like, I'm trying to think outside the box, like, what what, what can I not manifest and what can I, you know, what, what that's why I went for time travel. And I'm like, hmm. If you were going to time travel, would you not go back in time? Um, like, well, you could use your first wish to go back in time, then you could use your second wish to, like, sort things at your club and then surely you'd use your third wish to win the 10. <laughs> Ouch. Erin, you hit to do it. I just assumed you could do. Or, or how about, like, use that wish to let Tommy Burns actually win the league back in 95 when we had that great team and then there wouldn't even be an argument about who won nine in a row because Celtic only won it the first time and that was it. Mm. Yeah. Could have finished Rangers' is running. In fact, you'll not even remember that. That's really bad, yeah. Uh, Aye, but like, it, but shall I see videos? Was it Peter no, Marks then? I've, I've got a feeling that uh, the videos are banned in the answers. <laughs> oh, no. After the good Celtic education I'll have, you know. <laughs> right, we'll, we'll carry on. You can maybe think about the third wish later on. But... Uh, Scott's performing the year. Talk about how that came about, obviously. I, do you know, when I, obviously, I write a lot of poetry and I write in my, my natural mother tongue. Um, I've never actually sat down and, and decided I'm going to write in Scots. I, I just, I write how I talk um, and I write how, uh, you know, people around me talk and it's all about that authenticity. So I was really quite honoured and quite taken aback of being nominated for Scottish Performer of the Year. Um, and then it actually made me think, 
you know, I was like, actually, I don't actually know a lot about the Scots language. So that, you know, it's it's only until now that I'm starting to educate myself. Um, it's the fact that it's a language in itself, I think, is really important. Um, but as I say, it was never it was never intended to promote the Scots language. I would never have classed myself as a Scots speaker. Um, I don't think I, I know enough. I just I just talk how um you know I'm working class come from Mary Hill I've never ever really put too much thought into it um the nom- the nomination came on the back of my poem for the scheme to the first team um which came out in June um and that poem was it was quite an interesting reception you could say um and that poem was inspired by my dad, to be honest, eh, like a lot of them are. Eh, my dad and my granda, eh, my dad growing up in Clydebank, um eh, all his stories eh, from, you know, playing street football, I suppose. Eh, and I wrote that poem, well, I actually wrote that poem on, and, and work on the back of, like, not an Atkin, but it wasn't far off it, to be honest. But um, the idea of that poem came about when I was walking down the Cannon Street um, and I was looking at posters of the Euros and it was just covered in sponsorships and it just absolutely filled me with dread. I just felt so disgusted that, you know, I wanted to look up and see, you know, young ambassadors, uh, Glasgow young people, you know, grassroots football being a bit more promoted. And at that point as well, they were just totally oversaturated in football content, Euros content both because we qualified but also because Glasgow was hosting it and I was like there's something missing here you know I went to remind people of what football is all about you know what the beautiful game to be cliche is all about and especially being a Celtic fan being a working class Celtic fan football is all some people have so I was actually really surprised at the backlash from it but I think it was just a lack of understanding Um, and I think a lot of people who have lived that poem you know who have been brought up um, listening to their dad's stories and maybe brought up, you know, kind of struggling themselves related to it a wee bit more as well. Interesting, it was. See, on the back of that, so the poem, I liked it, I enjoyed it because I'd liked it. I, I'm not that great a footballer, like, but you do remember when you're wee, before PlayStation and all that, and even we did have computers, we had other stuff we could do. But see, every day after school, folk, you would go home, get changed into your football kit, down the park, home for dinner, back out. See, nowadays you pass parks, you don't see people, even the public parks, so the ones that are free, you don't see folk kicking a ball about. It breaks my heart. This is what I think about all the- Last night, Halloween, um, and there was a couple of kids that live across the road for me that were kind of out trick-or-treating and they're all mad, you know, like proper scheme wins. I was loving it. And I was like, I never see this. This is such a rare sight. You know, I, I, I miss, when I say I miss that, I, you know, I'm, I wean myself really but like you know what I mean like I think when you listen to my dad's stories and all he wanted to do was kick a ball a bit street and the stories that they have even if it was mental stories you know like my dad growing up the stories he would tell me is you're talking life or death you know and now it's like I think about what what interesting stories I have to tell and it's it's very rarely out playing in the street. Did you play football at all or do you play football actually? I don't play football. I mean, I mean, I would play out in the street when I was younger. My pa was play in primary school. We didn't have, um, we weren't fortunate enough to have like a pitch or anything like that. We had a cage, as we called it. So it was like a concrete playground. And in the back of the playground, we had um, 
it was like Catherine, it was kind of caged up. So we used to play football in there. Um, but I don't play football, no. I just would like how we carry on. Obviously, Miguel, Erin, you are both about the same age. Did you just play football in the school? Like no. even... We... No. See the likes of what Erin's talking about there? I was driving up my mum and dad's street just last week. And um, I was I was looking up at streetlights and seeing you now it's like LED, bright white streetlights and you can see clear as day. And it just brought me back to playing with my pal across the road in the street where it was next to no cars and it was big bright orange streetlights that were on we were still kicking a ball about to 10 o'clock at night. It was, it was just like, you've, you've gone down there and it's kind of, as you were saying, there's nobody there, eh? It's mad. It's like there's no Wayne's kicking about or... I remember, like, you'd have to get under the car to try and get the ball because it was stuck. You'd have to chop the neighbor, chop the door of the house and say, excuse me, miss, or miss, start going to get my ball back. <sighs> no, me, mate, I always put the ball in the back of the net, eh? <laughs> oh, I was talking. I was terrible. <laughs> Aaron, did you ever play football? Other Aaron? Or new, no. original OG? No, never. No. I never. Played I played hockey at school. But hockey? not even like. Ooh, that's interesting. <laughs> like, never kick a ball at all, like, even down the park with pals. No. What do we keep you up here? No, like, I, like. I reckon I could probably kick a football. Right. <laughs> Everyone can kick a football, I would say. No, no, I wouldn't say that. No, I would definitely have to agree with that. I've seen uh, I've seen professional footballers supposedly who can't kick football. I've seen that on Saturday, Jack Lacus. Oh you're giving you're giving yourself PTSD from the weekend here. Mm. Right. Here's one that I saw at the weekend or last week that really intrigued me. Talking at school. So in Egypt. You can now do English, maths, physics, and then Mo Salah. Yeah, so, I saw that. I saw that boy's tweet. It was quite funny. What you go after? Imagine, and double imagine it's Friday, Friday afternoon. You've got double Mo Salah. But what? Brilliant. What you like? I saw the article, and it's like Mo Salah's been added to the curriculum. But in what sense? Like just just, talk, just learn about Mo Salah. I like. You know what? Imagine being at school. Egypt must have other big people. Do they not? I guess the like king and all that, like that's be like stuff like that. But Moksal is like, I mean, what other Egyptians do you know apart from Tutankhamun? And was he even Egyptian? Cleopatra. Yeah. What's that? Cleopatra. Cleopatra. Aye, Cleopatra. What modern Egyptian do we know? Um. Apart from googling it, Erin, because I can hear you. I can hear you. Did you hear her? Was it just me that heard her? Aye, trying to be all clever, right? So we don't know any Egyptians apart from both other or footballers. No, actually, do you know what? Genuinely, I don't. To be honest, exactly. Um, right. Only Egyptians I know for Scooby Doo. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, if there was a Scottish player, current Scottish player, who would be getting taught? Scott Brown. Contender, That's definitely that. a contender. How many class I'd be? See, if we, got a pound for it, if we got a pound for every time his name was mentioned tonight, we'd be on a tenner. Well, Miguel, <laughs> I'm actually surprised that it wasn't a considine that you said. Oh, that's, that? you, that's oh, Aaron Andy. Bingo. We know you love Andy. Like, there's Quite a, funny, basically, actually. Basically, so, I've, I've got my bingo card here. Macaroni pie. Yep, tick. Scott Brown, tick. Scott Brown, tick. <laughs> Prosecco, tick. I'm wondering about uh, the panel, the trains on Wednesday. Train complaints, tick. 
Like, get that going, aye, good, right, yeah. okay, aye. What is House. Earlier um, in a group chat that I'm in with, like, loads of people, one of the girls said, and I just saw my passion, said, oh, remind me, I'll give you all an update on AC later. And she mean the Animal Crossing at some, like, game? <laughs> <laughs> the only AC I know is Andy Constantine. Like, she got an injury update on Andy Constantine. She was like, I've never even heard of him. <laughs> oh, I like that, I like that. I okay. love Andy. Uh, Miguel, who would you choose for the footballer? Is it going to be current as in playing? Aye, so? well, I'm confused at the question. Like, like so, basically, Mo Salah is now a sub, a school subject in Egypt. Ah, right, yes, I'm caught up now. So after was that because I don't understand how that's happened in Egypt. It would have to be Scott Brown. I know we just said Scott Brown, but it would have to be Scott Brown. Like if we were taking this seriously and making a collective decision. It could only be Scott Brown. I mean, you're literally just talking about making. You're literally just talking about making wishes off his head. I mean, the guy's iconic. <laughs> it would have to be Scott Brown if we're all picking together. I just, I I just here, although I try not to think about him too much, because I get really upset when I think about the fact that we're not going to get Andy six hundred this year. I have these like visions in my head now of like a worksheet, and it's just like a kind of cut out of Scott Brown, and you need to like write his like characteristics inside the body, and then like. You know, my old my role model is Scott Brown because he is yeah, a legend or whatever. Yeah. And then and then you'd have like a football kit and you'd call it in red. Yeah. Mm. No. No. Looks no. nice in the red. Oh, I was all like you could design his strip, you could Aye. for peace. Give my hairstyle. For drama it would be celebrations. Yes, I'm up for it. I'm genuinely shocked. (laughs) When I saw the Scott Brown photos during like COVID when they were back to training, I didn't realise that Scott Brown's hair was a fashion choice. I assumed he was bald, but no, he's not. So the data bonus growing up. Completely threw me with hair. And also I quite fancied him with hair, which I was mortified about. Do you not fancy him without hair? Who's this? What are you saying about baldies? Like, come on. No, he just looks very different, is what I mean. I'd never seen him with hair before, and I didn't realise it was a conscious choice. How could you not have seen him with hair before? Did you not see him playing back in the I day for Hibs and that? I, 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 I didn't used to Google Scott Brown every night, did I? I wasn't interested. He was irrelevant to me. And now I love I, him. Oh, he used to have red hair as well. He used to have a, a red stripe on his hair when he played at Hibs. I he was coming to Aberdeen, and he was just biding his time. He, he, he waited a while, I. Miguel, who, who's your player? Oh, sorry, on your bearing. No, 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 on you go. I'm not on your I had a feeling there you were going to mention that you were probably not even at school when he was at Hibs. <laughs> no, 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 I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to try and make me feel old again. Um, <laughs> I'd, I'd pick somebody that's actually in Pundit's area now, right? And I don't oh, know oh, why. Oh. And it would just be James McFadden. He's... Oh, Faddy, Faddy would be, and he had, he again had red hair at one point, by the way. He had a rat's tail as well. He's had a rat's tail, aye. Um, the, the whole uh, COP26, and then the bucket men talking about the rats, and James McFadden is being rat's tail. Not so. uh, but just see, though, even though, like when he's doing punditry, you can just tell how enthusiastic he is about football, and everything he talks about, he just puts so much passion in it. It's amazing. I love him. Right, okay. be... I like Faddy as well. Most of when he's talking about Scotland as opposed to domestic football. 
because he's totally passionate about that. I'm going Andy Robertson because we all know how good his story mm. has been. It, it is, it's, it's a story. It's a yeah. proper story, Andy Robertson, in terms of like being at Celtic as a young star. Then it was like, oh, I'm at Queen, he's at Queen's Park. He's not going to make it. Then he rises. That's the story. Story of the underdog. Now he's captain of Scotland. Won the Champions League. Amazing. It's Andy Robertson. So it's, it's like gold. That would be good as well. I think they're all good contenders. Fardy, Scott Brown and Andy Robertson. I think what we'll do is we'll contact Nicola and just say, can we have all three? And that's our three wishes combined. There Excellent. we go. Yeah. Sorted. Right. Another one. <laughs> I don't know where I get these questions from. COP26 is on, right? We all seen Joe Biden kicking about St Mirren Park, didn't we? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, is he a St Mirren fan, do we think? Joe Biden's a St Mirren. Mm. I, I think he was going to get a shot at that wee costume and be the wee panda. <laughs> what, Aaron's one? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that's stars, is it not? Is it love it's, it's, it's black and white, isn't it? It's little, it's like cream and it's little hearts. It's just a little jumper for keep me warm. It's the winter now. I like it. I'm a fan. Thank you. Well, I like it too, but it is black and white, isn't it? St. Mirren playing black and white. To be fair, the majority of my wardrobe is, is black. Touch of white. <laughs> I would wear more white, but I spilled too much. I spilled on this, to be honest, but we don't need to talk about that. Is that why you get invited to hospitality at St Mirren so often? Because of your clothing? It was once, actually. We did some excellent work for them. Right. So if Joe Biden... I come on this podcast just casually dressed. I very rarely come on in a football top. Scott's at the Celtic Dan, a different top every week. (laughs) No, no, it's not not always a Celtic top. He's had Marseille on. I think he's had Schalke. Schalke. Yep. You say I don't take notice. You say I don't take notice. I take notice, Scott. Jamaica. I was hurt by that comment earlier. Mm-hmm. Well, I do want to get, um, and I've people have probably seen these on Twitter, and I think it's a really good campaign. Have you seen the FC United? Um, I think they look brilliant. I want to get myself one of those. Order it. Yeah, I think you can order them. Um, yeah, and doing initially, all- you couldn't, but you can order them now. Yeah, you know, I think they are you can, great. They're doing a lot of good work. Yeah. Just, just what it says well, Aaron, Aaron Connolly, hope you're alright because I know you're going to struggle a bit, good friend of the podcast so I just hope you're in a better paid space soon because we like Aaron, he's a good guy I've had him a few times Another good friend of the podcast, Paul McNeil his book, it's World Dyslexia Awareness Week so get that, we tweeted out about it earlier his book is available through Mission Dyslexia you seen it? Mm-hmm. Good. He's a good, good guy as well. So another another good friend of the podcast, John McGinn. Um, just a heads up for everyone: this podcast will maybe be out just before Steve Clark's team's out tomorrow. Squad, squad. I don't think he's putting the team out tomorrow. I don't think that way. Yeah, like, well, the squad. I. You know what I mean? Um, so I think this podcast will be out just before then. So has anyone got any shocks that they think might or might not be included? Anyone Tony Watt. Yeah, Tony Watt could be in there. Could be, it could be, maybe. The only thing is I think he might not be in because he might feel against Moldova he can get away with playing Fraser and Adams, maybe. And then Dykes and Christie are fresh for Denmark. But Tony Watt would be the one I think is pushing the most in terms of attacker, unless it's Johnny Russell. 
Who's getting in from Celtic, Erin? Not that many of them at the moment, is there? Uh, I don't know. <coughs> what about the wee man that came on on Saturday? I think he'll get a surprise. Call up. James Forrest. Yeah. He could be in my shout. Mm. Cal McGregor will be in. Will that be it? From you? Um, I think so. But mm, <clears throat> I don't know if you're looking at attacking options. I think Forrest might be in my shout. Just with what he can bring. He, he did come on. He's, he's got quite we got two weeks to, to the international games. Two weeks today. So, like, we recorded this Monday night. Two weeks today, tonight. Mm-hmm. And Clark likes him. He likes picking players he knows. In the squad, that's... Uh, yeah, we call so... Friday is the Moldova one, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. I think, don't think there'll be anyone... For, well, Lewis Ferguson, actually, probably will be in. I... Be surprised if he wasn't, because I think since the last round of games, he's been be- better still, so be surprised in one. Other than I... that, we'll be looking mainly at the usuals from down English clubs now, I guess. And, to, and, and in Scotland as well, though. But the usuals are doing all right just now, so let's not be negative. I'd like Tony Watt in there just because I think he is scoring goals and I think if you're in being an out-and-out striker, I'd like to see um, Xander Clark, I think, has been very good. I saw some of his saves on Saturday and they're absolutely brilliant. Craig Gordon is not um, going to be given up yet, but I think Xander Clark looks like a promising future prospect. See, I think we've all said Clark should be at Barrick and McLaughlin will still be in because he's been playing for Rangers recently. And Kelly, I think, <coughs> pardon me, I think Kelly, Liam Kelly's a shoe interest now. It seems to be that he's favoured over Zarna Clark. So, but they're all good keepers, to be fair. The team are looking for goals, by the way. One of the best goal scorers in Scotland now has got to be Tony Ralston. Need to get him up front. What a player he is, by the Scoring again Wednesday night. Unbelievable for the young man. Get him in. Uh, it's probably something we'll talk about more obviously next week once we know the squad because then we'll be in the mood for Moldova game. But yeah, the only Johnny Russell I think could be a shout. He's in terrific form in MLS. I think he's on like 10 goals his last 11 games. He's been in the squad before. I don't think he's been, under, he's been in while Clark's been in charge though. Don't recall. He's not been in for a while. Um, definitely worth considering, I think. Midfield, I think, is fine, to be honest. I don't think there's anyone, any shocks in midfield. I think the midfield's pretty settled, whether it's whoever starts and also the folk uh, behind. The only one would have been maybe a potential might to get picked would have been Calvin Ramsey if he never got injured. Because everyone's now learning more about Calvin Ramsey, how good he is. And all that type of thing. Parson still no play at Rangers, but no Parson will be in because he's obviously shown up well for Scotland. And O'Donnell gets set off at the weekend, didn't he, for a while? Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. I don't think there'll be too many shocks, to be honest. Especially at the stage of the campaign, but I've been looking back on all this. Oh, was that someone want to say something? I don't know. Was that? So I am looking on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's sheer shock in the face, don't worry. We'll edit that. If we ever edit it, we would edit that out, but it's all right. Is it Halloween was yesterday, wasn't it? <laughs> I think it's Scott watching videos of Scott Brown. Wishing he was back. 
This was up to 25 quid now, fuck's sake. <laughs> How about every time that Erin says Scott Brown, she puts a quid into the Cairo Foundation? Fine. Fine. <laughs> Keep saying it now. Keep saying it now. I don't mind that at all. I do think it is, um, you know, it must be great when you go and you see kids who have never been to a game and the excitement, especially, you know, Celtic Park is, you know, it's a big stadium. And it, if you've never been to a game before, you walk out of that stadium and the kids must think it's great. It must be really special. It is both for the kids and also for the adults that are bringing the kids as well. It's it's that milestone, isn't it? For um, we bring a lot of big groups, uh, schools, where it's hard to kind of have that wee personal moment with them. Um, they're all just coming in, they're all so excited, and they're sharing that moment with their classmates and their friends. But uh, when you're bringing families along, and you know you've got father and son. And it's just that moment when you're trying um, I take a lot of pictures at the games for social media and it's not just for social media for us, it's to capture that those moments, you know, and that, that special be first first glimpse of paradise. And we find as well that kids that we've taken from when they were ten years old come back when they're eighteen, nineteen and they thank us and they say, I bought my first season ticket because of you and you know, that's that's that special light bulb moment, you know, where it's it's so much more than just a day out. It is life. It is life changing. I think, and especially on Saturday, the girls that I was sitting with um, from St Monica's, it was just. It wasn't just the to be honest. The girls were not in the least bit interested in what was happening. You know, I, I was asked, "Have have we scored about five million times?" Um, but it's just. It's every aspect. It's what are the stewards doing? What are the security doing? You know who? Why? <laughs> we had a funny wee moment where obviously the Green Brigade and the boys were protesting for the first 30 minutes of the game and when it came to like 27 I was like right guys I'm psychic and I'm going to get my magic powers and I'm going to get this whole stadium singing <laughs> so they're all looking at me and they're looking around and they're like shut up you're talking rubbish and I was like seriously so it came to like 30 seconds and I'm going oh but see as I go oh that's when the Green Brigade start going oh so I thought oh, I've timed this looking at me as if I was a witch or something I was going oh three two one and the whole place erupted and the kids are just looking at me and see that moment that moment will live with them forever because they don't care what's happening on the pitch this is this whole experience for them and I'll never forget this was a couple of years ago sometimes when, when I'm at the when I'm when at the games with the Cairo sometimes I'm I'm not even totally aware of what's happening on the pitch because it's just that chaotic. So I can't remember who we're playing. Somebody was playing Hamilton. This is shocking that I can't remember this. But Rangers were playing. Did I say St Mirren? Oh my God, this is so bad. Anyway, Rangers were playing. We were playing. Rangers were getting beat or drawn in the very last couple of minutes. The whole stadium erupted. Obviously, there's nothing happening on our pitch. The, the, the news is feeding through and Celtic fans are going mad at whatever's happening. Uh, at the Rangers game and the kids are like, what's happening? What's going on? You know, it's, these, it's, it's all those wee moments that I just look forward to and I absolutely thrive from because it takes you back to when you were a kid, you know, and that's, that's what it feels like. It feels like I, I'm, I'm never growing up at the games and I feel so fortunate to be able to like relive that moment, that childhood moment every game. Did you have to tell me at the end of the game that Celtic never scored? <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> well, me being me, right, 
hands up. I apologise on the behalf of the Celtic support. I had my phone out ready to film the kids' reactions of the penalty, like for the atmosphere. And instead, I just caught all their wee sad faces. <laughs> <laughs> and I, kind of I, I felt bad asking you that question. I'll be honest, it's kids, but it's all right, it's Celtic, so it's more <laughs> like it's Celtic. But uh... oh, it was a wee moment. But... You need to just take them back to an odd game so that they can see a goal. See what's quite class. So see what you're talking about taking the photos. I don't know what social media is going to be about in 10 years, but that is a 100% going to be a lot of the kids' profile photos. Yes, exactly. My first Celtic game and that, the wee pals at that. that, well, that see that, but that's exactly what it's like. That's yeah. exactly what it's like. And the, see all the wee characters that they bring. Like, I just get so excited talking about it because it's just, it's like a whole wee world that you, like, especially when you sit in with them, you know, a, a lot of our volunteers will maybe sit up the back um, and let the groups, once we've kind of done our wee bit, we'll let the groups and the leaders kind of, you know, do their bit, get them organised. Me, I love making pals with the kids, you know, sitting in and gabbing to them because my, um, like, interaction with them will live with them forever because I remember being seven eight nine going on school trips and I'll never forget people who I spoke to and the impact that they have they had on my life and see to see to impact so many kids every game it's just it's it's life-changing actually you know like I, I went through a lot obviously I'm 21 just now so I'm at the beginning of a uh, whatever career that may be but I always see myself getting into potential journalism, maybe I'm a writer, yada, 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 but I just want to work with young people, work with kids, change kids' lives. I'm a youth worker at the moment, and it's just like that that feeling of like having that wee personal interaction. But then with the Kano Foundation, it's having that personal interaction as a Celtic fan. You know, mm. it's magic. In I fact, do something you love. Erin, you like this. Our 9,000 9, kid was an Aberdeen fan. And they were very vocal about being an Aberdeen fan. Good. I would hope so. Something to be proud of. Was her name Erin? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to sneak along to South Park and put that <laughs> No, but that's actually a good shout, by the way, guys. If um, It would be good if you are ever interested in coming along and experiencing it yourself. Absolutely. If we have any spare, you are you are more than welcome. Because... Um, it's nice, you know, you can talk about it as much as you like, but see, actually experiencing that, it's it's a different, a different, it's a game changer. I'd be crying. <laughs> I find but it so, I think it's really easy to forget how lucky lots of us are. And I think, you know, during the whole COVID especially, we highlighted it, Marcus Rashford's work was absolutely outstanding. You know, no kids should be, it's 2021. And... You know, there is no way that any kids should be, you know, struggling in terms of getting an education or going to bed hungry or anything like that. And it is, I think, really important that there are these opportunities for kids who just don't get as much as we all have and who don't have the opportunity to experience things that we just all take for granted. Bottom line, that's that's exactly it. You know, it's and it puts into perspective that we all moan about this, that, and the next thing. And it really puts any perspective, especially during COVID and um, whatever challenges that lie ahead. You know, sometimes watching COP26, watching the news or, or moaning about work or whatever. And you think, well, these are, as long as, honestly, I'm not kidding all when I say my philosophy in life is as long as the Waynes are getting to the football, then, then things are fine. Because 
know that I'm saying Selic's my life and all that matters is Selic, but Selic is my life and all that matters is Selic. <laughs> so, so say to have that and impact in so many kids, it's living the dream, to be honest. The biggest thing that you touched on the album, we'll talk about it, is the community feel, the fact that people are wanting to help other people. See if that was society. It's solved. Simple as that. That's what it comes down to. The goodwill that we see from supporters is just phenomenal. At our golf day a couple of weeks ago, I was going round the tables after the boys had come in from playing golf. And it was a five or a strip for, a raff, for raffle tickets. And guys are going, I'll take 20 strips. I'll take 30 strips. And this just blew my mind. You know, and it's it's that, it's, it's just crazy, the support that we've seen over the years. I've only seen a, a glimpse of it in the past. You know, I've been involved in three years of, of 10, you know, and it's, it's amazing. Twitter especially recently, there's been so many groups, um, a group of guys from Wishaw, uh, 5K for Kero, they call themselves on Twitter. They walked 5K for every day during Lent. Um, but Dougie and uh, Joe and the guys all organised that. They did not only did they raise funds and did they actually, you know, they actually done that. They now they're doing so October, and it's just that general day to day interaction on Twitter of promoting us. You know, these are just I've I've not even met half of the the five K for Kano guys. You know, and they're putting so much time and effort into into the Kano. It's and there's so many guys. You know, there's so many groups like that. It just warms my heart. See the kids that go just now. Who's our favourite player? Who are they? Who's the hero? Um, right now, Kyogo. There's quite a buzz about Kyogo. Um, over the past couple of years, you get the screaming, Ryan Christie, Ryan Christie, I love you. You get a lot of that. <laughs> um, and I was one that for, for probably Hooper back in the day. Um, who else? Joe Hart. The, the kids love Joe Hart. But I also think that's because we're right behind the goal. So we'll give the kids a wee wave and stuff, which is quite nice. Um, Do any of the players go over and give the gloves or kits or anything like that? Well, as I was saying earlier, that Scott, section, to that section. I well, Scott Brown's our uh, patron, so he was amazing. You know, he was he was really good. That even just simple wee waves, simple wee glances over. Um, and a couple of seasons ago, he gave his captain's armband to a girl who had made a sign saying, "Can I have your jersey?" Uh, so that was a nice wee moment. But I think it's hard for the players because. I don't think they, I mean, I know they can, but um, it's not, that's a different conversation. I don't want to get that. No, no worries, no worries. I know Erin, Erin's going to the Kelly Women and she's going to be holding up a sign for the top, aren't you, soon? I am going to hold up a sign, yep, to get get myself a top. I do think, see in England, you see all this, I just think, pack it in. (laughs) (laughs) joke. I'm going to do it, get myself a wee top. Um, I think it's lovely. I think it's great. And on Saturday, Chris Ramirez was over, Scott Brown went and gave his over, Marley Watkins, I think, was the other one. I love seeing that. I think it's so nice. But um, in England, all this, like, oh, can I have your shirt? No, thank you. And if your team's just 5-0 by one of your biggest rivals, should you be asking, like, opponent players for their shirts? No. What's all these videos? Opponents play opponents. No, I don't know. Man, man, you fans were getting Liverpool's player shirts off them after that 5 0 loss. No, that's that's no genuine man, you fans, surely. That's, that's tourist fans, that's surely tourist fans. It's still a pot, ban them all. All these videos around Twitter, away fans are you know, fans clapping and videoing other fans, and it's 
gives me the fear. Absolutely gives me the fear. A couple of years ago, I went down to see Man City in Crystal Palace with the kids. And see when I got off the bus back home, I was like, thank God I'm a Celtic fan. It's just crazy stuff, man. It's heartbreaking where, where we're heading. So two nice teachers are down there, aren't they? <laughs> they don't say nasty things. English football looks like Scottish football's a riot compared to and it's great fun and I absolutely love it. That's what it's all about though. Exactly. That's the best bit of it. Like it's just so much more fun up here. When you see old firm facts patter around up the week, you just think Scottish football's brilliant. That's seen a video on YouTube uh, for this weekend. So still an album, the local team to me. We're playing Kelty Hearts. <laughs> You've seen the video. And, um, you know, I've seen the video. Uh-huh. Kelty are the only team unbeaten <laughs> in the whole of the SPFL now. No, the guy on YouTube, it was then like, it does this vlog, and it goes about um, different grounds, and it was videoing the Kelty Ultras, well, so they're called, <laughs> and they're about, like, 10 and under 16, but they've got the drum, and they're getting it absolutely loudy, and they're singing things that, oh my God, it's, it's, it's bad that they're singing, and they're swearing like, Absolutely God knows well, an old man. And it's just one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It's well worth a watch. Like, but you didn't get that in England, I don't think. Definitely not in the professional leagues anyway. The wee guys were, there's one of the guys, there's one of the guys, I swear to God, he actually speaks like, he was speaking like a pundit on the telly, but like a Scottish pundit was getting all the patter. He's talking about, ah, we're, we're through, boys, weren't they that great? But, we're getting the ball in the middle, we're breaking up play. The guy must the wee guy must be on about eleven or something. I swear to God. I was in the stitches watching it. Uh I'll read this said that it's brilliant. It's absolutely get, brilliant. Get, get that wee guy about eight years ago on the podcast telling about telling us how he was only born in two thousand ten. You'll probably still look the same, John. <laughs> I know, I'll still look beautiful. Aye, trust me. Thank you. <laughs> um November, so are they doing anything for November, the Kino Foundation? Or are people nope. doing November, raising money for No, that could be a wee, a wee thing. We've we'll, we'll had a lot of October, no, no November as of yet. Because November started today. Yeah. You ever done it, Miguel? Did you ever do November? Mate, this just took me three months to get to the stage I'm at, you know. <laughs> <laughs> for anyone that obviously can't see it, it's you could draw it on with a pencil. That's very good. Oh, I don't, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's all right. It doesn't fill in there. So you need to use the landscape more often. Use the landscape every day and it'll grow thicker. Mm, I've tried all that, mate. It doesn't work. I've tried. Right. But you still look young. You look young. You've got a wee nice, cute baby face, haven't you? Aye. What all you got on a social? That's what I'm like. But, uh, uh, women's football. Do you go to women's football ever with Celtic? Uh, I did actually just at the beginning of last season. I started to take an interest. I don't know if it was just the kind of hype with um, that kind of chase at the end, you know, qualifying for the Champions League and things like that. But I have to say, growing up, no, um, it was something that I kind of discovered myself. Especially 2019 Women's World Cup, um, there was a big hype then. I'd done a poem um, that you know went totally viral. It had millions of views on Facebook and. Um, I think I didn't really take an interest in women's football until I became more active and vocal as a football fan and I realised, wow, like, I kind of want to, you know, I'm like, Erin, see you've been on this podcast now. Like, it's a, like, I think this is the first football podcast I've been on with another female. In fact, it is. 
the first football podcast I've been on with another female. Um, nice, isn't it? Much nicer than yeah, all the time. I mean, no offence, it's troops like it, it's, <laughs> but it's just it's an, it's nice, and it's not even about it's not about like being pioneering and you know I'm a woman that supports football. It's got nothing to do with that. It's just sometimes it's just basic respect. I think like. You know, and even when, even during the women's world cup and things, and guys were going, ah, but it's no real football. But it's like, no, well, actually, actually is. You know, so. I was something last week. We had Andy Gardner on the podcast, head coach, and Lord McLaughlin, who's a captain of Kilmarnock Women, and he was saying he's been involved in the women's game for a while, and he gets him from folk and they'll chat about football and they'll be like, ah, but the goals, the size of the goals, and the goal, ah. like, well. And he was, he just, I think he just basically gives him a swear. He's just kind of like, if that's all you can talk about, Aye. then it's not worth talking about, kind of thing. Um, I, that I side re- of things. I recently, I would quite like to promote it because I thought it was just, it blew me away. I went to see a play um, called Rose. Um, Lauren Moore play a pie and a pint. And the play was all about Rose Riley. Um, who was a footballer who played for Stuart and United growing up and then, you know, grew up and was voted the most successful female footballer in the world. Um, the SFA banned her to, SF, to, to play in Scottish football um, because, you know, she was a different um, stories throughout her life. She went to the papers, yada, yada, yada. And then she went to Italy, uh, played for AC Milan, played for the Italian first women's team. and. Um, this play just blew my mind and I turned around and the real Rose Riley is sitting behind me and I had a couple of drinks with her that night in the pub. She was, uh, she'd seen a couple of my poems and we both just had this amazing magical moment and I was like, wow, this is, this is what it's about. You know, it was a special, special moment. Now, now I've got her on, now I'm all fangirling WhatsApp and all this. It's, (laughs) it's That's class. That's brilliant. I just think it's like her story is just unbelievable, and I didn't know much about it until I went to see the play. To be honest, I knew who she was, but I didn't really know how much she actually fought. Seen a bit of her story. Did she not win the World Cup with Italy? Mm-hmm. I think she. So like that's like insane. And I've, I've seen as well. Like she obviously when she was growing up, she had to kid on. She was a boy to play football for yes, ages. Yes. And the story, uh, if you ever get a chance to see this play, go and see it. Christina Strachan plays um, Rose. Maureen Carr had directed it. It's just so clever. It's so heartwarming. We were all greeting. It was amazing. Who's the most famous person in your phone book then? Is it Rose Riley? Oh, uh, no. Mm, I don't know, actually. Um, I always brag about Simon Donnelly. That's my party trick. So it's because um, I had a good wee bond. Simon Donnelly had um, with First Star, he had fundraised, no, he didn't fundraise, he donated um, to the Cairo. Uh, Tom Boyd, George McCluskey. A few um, then, you've got a few, yeah. There's a few there. Danny Capaldi, that's another. This is all Cairo connections, by the way. Uh, it's not It's not me flexing, it's just, it's all, <laughs> it's all good folk that do good stuff for the Cairo. We were talking about Simon Donnelly. I can remember being at school and all the lassies used to fancy him, but you can't even mind them playing myself. That still is blowing my mind. So, see, when I was looking back through my research and that a couple of years ago, I'd interviewed Simon and Tom together for a a Cairo 10th anniversary celebration thing. And 
the first thing I thought of when I was looking back at pictures was, oh my God, it looks like Leonardo DiCaprio, right? So when I was interviewing him, I referred to him as like the football Leonardo DiCaprio, expecting people to laugh. It was I thought, it, I thought it was pretty funny. I thought he looked, do you know, I think he looked like Simon, he looked like Leonardo DiCaprio when he was younger. To, to be fair, he's probably heard that for all the years or all the way. He probably used it as chart line back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> he's a great guy, Simon, a great guy. He's into good music, I know that much. You see, you always see him on Twitter tweeting about good music. So, mm-hmm. aye. Aye, Celtic beat Rangers as well in the quarterfinals of the SP, SWPL Cup at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Must have enjoyed beating Rangers. It's always good. It's exciting. It is. I feel like we went through a wee phase where there was a buzz on Twitter about the women's, you know, like, I mean, for that to go unnoticed over the weekend, especially after our men's team disaster do you know what I mean it's quite I can't, I can't. Uh, sorry. Oh, sorry the draw was made earlier on so Celtic play holders hips in the semi-finals in Glasgow City got Spartans and this is quite good Scott you are in this neck of the woods both ties will be played back to back at Fourth Bank Stadium on the 14th of November so that could be a good day in terms of promoting the women's game both games on that mind you, that oh, was sun, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. We Scotland playing on Monday. I'm in Belfast on a Sunday, getting pie-eyed. <laughs> I thought you were off the drink. Ah, uh, hey. Well, I tell you, I'm a big liar. So I I'm know, I know. Yeah, you're a big liar. Right. Okay. Um, is it? Oh, yeah. So we're talking earlier about Tommy Burns. Good power, Tommy Burns. Passed away, sadly, Walter Smith. Now, I would be honest, in terms of memories for Rangers, obviously it was something that frustrated me, but it was always something that I think even everyone respected. And that was with, when football was getting played. There's a lot of Rangers managers I could quite easily say I never liked them and stuff like that. Obviously, maybe Walter Smith more known to be, or not known to me, but liked him because of when he was with Scotland. Give me, again, one of my greatest days of supporting Scotland. I was lucky enough to be at the game when we beat France and Gary Cogwell scored. So I was talking the other week about the Israel game being one of the best games I've ever been at. Probably prior to that, it would have been that game. So it's a market demand, the fact that the, the tributes that have come out and the respect everyone coming out and saying how good a guy he was. And I know that happens when folk do pass away, but there's the amount of people coming out from all walks of life, but not just what it was like as a manager, the fact that like, a good guy he was. Obviously, it kind of like broke boundaries as well when he kept on Tommy Burns at Scotland. Because there was that whole thing of like Rangers and Celtic, it's no about divisions within the camp. It was like we're all one team, regardless of who your club team, your club is. So just die. It wasn't even just Rangers and Celtic, but if you hear his his laddie, I think it's Michael who was talking about um the two of them are just pals though. So it's like they're just big football men. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about you're talking about them with Scotland. My my memory um with the Scotland team was it always brought on a sub. Round about sixtieth minute, if you're looking for a result, I swear to God, I don't know why that always stuck in my head. And I was there that day with the the France game, and again I was what what year was that? Two thousand six. Two thousand six. Fifteen years ago. I was fourteen at the time, and it was one of the, only, the first times I'd been allowed to go to a big game like that and just sit with my cousin. And we sat there, and I swear to God, I think we ended up like three rows in front of us. After Gary Caldwell scored, but who knew? 
Who knew that Gary Caldwell could play Thierry Henry at the game? I don't know how that happened. Yeah, he played them in, played them in the holding role that day because he put them, pushed them forward and he just nullified the, the French. And I'm still baffled on how that happened. Gary Caldwell playing against Trezeguet, Ribéry. Patrick Vieira in midfield. Vieira. Like, I, it was an unbelievable day. Obviously at Rangers, like everyone will talk about what he did there, but um, even there, I think Celtic fans... Did Celtic fans ever really say anything bad about him? Apart from the fact that he was beating them to titles. No, like, I don't think they did, really. So again, that kind of shows what a guy was as well. Because you don't always get that. Um, what the managers so yeah. Thoughts um, with family, friends and all that type of thing. But the toughest thing I've seen was Ali McCoy's having to speak on talk, the talk sport the day after. Like That was tough to listen to. Um, so... Just thought we would share our thoughts with regards to that. Slow fire questions. We're going to move on to slow fire questions, the fun stuff. We had some of them earlier. So, Miguel, you usually like to come up with a, an interesting one. So, what's your, your first on the list for Erin? Non, non rude, because the ones I've come up with before are rude. <laughs> would you rather have fingers for toes or toes for fingers? Fingers for toes. <laughs> you get uncomfortable having fingers for toes. Like, hard to find a good shoe. But like the doll was curled up in that as well. Like you couldn't really put shoes on. Exactly, and you would be like kind of unbalanced. It would be hard to walk. Maybe, but then I really want to be walking about with toes as fingers. Imagine eating your, imagine eating your wee McDonald's burger at the football as you were imagining there with your wee toes. Could you love to McDonald's burger with toes? Miguel's just thought of a new TikTok video. <laughs> without, without being absolutely vulgar and disgusting, I can lift the remote control up with my feet, with one foot, I swear to God. It is rancid. Oh. What's your best foot? Uh, yeah, depends. Depends what mood I'm in, mate. Oh, I'm yeah, right, ambidextrous. I'm right-footed, but sometimes the left's better, eh? Oh, Oh. You're making me think now about that video with Paul Scholes and it's making me feel really unwell. <laughs> uh, what is that all about? Like, Probably, I would say, it, it is up there with the worst things that have happened in recent history, and that includes a pandemic. It's high on the list. Does that, does that not happen in normal hooks, he's like? <laughs> Mate, maybe in your eyes. I could picture you chomping toenails. Uh, my, as long as you had tomato probably. ketchup. <laughs> my, my dad bites my feet all the time. What's wrong with that? <laughs> actually, make people sick. So, someone actually complained it was only a two second clip. I'm like, who's complaining? Who wants to see more of that? <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know where to start because, see what that? Sure, was it his last name? Aye. Mm-hmm. Surely, surely she's going to be seeing that and going, wait a minute, that's a wee bit wrong. And then, Paul Scholes is about to be raging that that video has even got out in the first place. There must and be then, someone in the family that shared it. Uh, How old is she? Like, she must be at school, probably. Like, no, I think she's left the school. I think she's, like, older. Like, Erin's age. I, I think. It's fitting well. It's not, it's not okay, is it? Mm, it's fitting well in Game of Thrones, like. Winter is coming. Mm, it's fitting well there, like, with that. 
What's the choice of beverage on an evening out, Erin? Gin lemonades, quite basic. Like that, but you're—that's not basic for a twenty-one-year-old, does it? <laughs> Drinks have got too fancy. See what yeah. I was twenty-one. What were you having at twenty-one? Beer. Mm. None of these fancy drinks. It was like beer or vodka mitts if it was at the Archies and it was 50 pence. I, I dressed up as me round about Ern's age last night for Halloween. Maybe <laughs> like a kind of checked scarf around my face, hat up like that, a lacy zip up and a bottle of butt fast in my hand. Miguel, that's what you were dressed up when I met you. Oh, yeah, I didn't think that was a costume. I didn't get it. I thought that was just... <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, it was only a costume because I was wearing trackies with my socks stuck down. I just normally wear the same stuff, but with jeans. Erin, so. what's your uh, first slow-fire question for Erin? Erin's first question for Erin. What yes. is your best Celtic goal of this season so far? Best Celtic goal of this season... Oh, <laughs> I went to see Ralston on Wednesday, man, because I just didn't expect to go to Easter Road and take away a wee win, especially with mm. Ralston as well. I, believe, I did not realise that you've not won there in the league in like seven seasons or something. Did I again? Yeah, I'm you haven't won there in the league in about seven seasons. I think you've had a cup win there, but other yeah. than that, no. I was quite surprised by that. Madness, mm. isn't it? So, well done, good result. Hibs are... Um, Struggling hips are now on what five without a win? Hibs it, they've hibsed it basically. They're back to well, be fair, are now that's hearts fourth without a win. Yeah, um, we've got a serious question from the other John. What has been your favorite Celtic top of your lifetime? Of my, oh, of my lifetime. See, I'm getting right into the retros now, so I was going to say Love Street. Obviously, that's not my lifetime. Well, you can go for that if you want. You can... Aye. Well, you can do, we'll, we'll give you two. One of your lifetime and one, one all round. 2003 Seville, because it's just nice wee memories, and I just... I, I like it. I like, I, I, and I suit yellow, so I quite like wearing that um, as a wee retro. Uh, recent, up to date... Well, that is still in your lifetime, to be fair, so I wouldn't Just, just about. Um, love a bumblebee. To be honest, it gives me like childhood memories of school, like when I like the bumblebee. Um, oh, do you know what I quite liked? Black tenant sponsor, green, white, and gold sleeves. That was quite nice. That was quite different. I quite liked that. That could be your third wish that they bring that back. Oh, I didn't like it that much. It was all right. I think, <laughs> I think if, I to, if I was to bring a strip back, what would it be? Oh. That grey and pink third strip. I just learned recently that we never actually played in that. Ever. I've still got that in the cupboard, brand new with the tags. Hidden away. Like, that is going to be worth a fortune. I mean, that's absolutely iconic. I'm, I'm a bit of a strip geek recently. That's assuming that folk will like it in 20 years' time, because many folk like it when it came out, genuinely, oh, did no, they? No. You guys, was it? Sorry, on you go. 
Was it popular when it came out? No, that's the point. Oh, no. There'll not be that many of them kicking about. That's what you're hoping. That's what you're hoping. Oh, 100%. Mate, it'll be there. It'll be there. What's your third wish? Ah, oh, I forgot about this. <laughs> I avoid this. Um, my third wish, my third wish. To be honest, I just think, like, my third wish will go back to that um, children getting to the football. But more than that, just, like, kids, Scottish young people in Glasgow, like, just being fed. Do you know what I mean? I'm, people are going to go, oh, you're pure little, you know, like, good. Do you know what I'm saying? But genuinely, it's so heartbreaking, especially during COP26 and, you know, everything happening in the city just now. It's so heartbreaking to see young people growing up in this day and age in society that can't even that aren't even getting hot food, you know, that aren't that are struggling to scrape by their bus fare. And I just think it's I would just say, you know, like for 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 young people just to be happy and healthy and to have that opportunity. See the See, in terms of the wains at the school, and you're talking about feeding them, see the amount that these private jets could actually pay for in the world, that is unbelievable. Like, there's folk that I've seen something today that somebody's flight, well, there's a few flights from Glasgow Airport to Glasgow Presswick. And that, uh... What is that about? It's like a half an hour drive. But I just, I, that just sunk in what you said. They're flying from Glasgow to Edinburgh. So the reason for that is, is because Glasgow is a commercial airport, this is not sticking up for it, by the way, but because Glasgow is a commercial airport, they have to land there to drop off people, but they can't store the planes there while the people are at the conference because it's still a commercial running airport, so they're stored at Prestwick. So if you're flying to the conference in your jet, you get off at Glasgow Airport, it's normal, and then they take your jet to store it at Prestwick. So that is there's why those flights are taking place. Aye, well, it's just a start. But I find it mad how many people are flying into this conference. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's, that's first question time. That's not for us because it's ridiculous. That's what I think I will say. Why does a climate conference happening face-to-face after we've had a pandemic? Baffles me. Um, any other yeah, questions so far-wise for Erin before the, the last question? One. Yeah. Right. But I don't know if this probably won't work because like I had my question lined up. I thought I'll do a serious football one, and I'll ask like more or less serious one. But she said she doesn't like ketchup, so <laughs> I was going to ask if you keep your ketchup in the fridge or the cupboard. But if you don't like ketchup, where does my mum keep it? My mum keeps it in the cupboards. Um, but I don't like sauce at all. No, I avoid sauce at all costs. Like dry food, food. delicious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like a barbecue sauce for McDonald's in the tub for a chip. For your chicken nuggets. Yeah, but I'm very cautious when the chip goes in, when the chip goes out and it goes into my mouth. I'm very cautious of where the sauce goes. Do you worry that the chip will sometimes fall in the sauce and you'll know where to rescue it? I've got such a sauce-a-phobia. We've all been there. We've all been there. Right, okay. The showstopper that we ask our guests, so we'll go for Celtic. Uh, Sits aside, Celtic team of your lifetime. I'm not going full team. I'll just go sits to make it easier for you. Sorry for putting you in the spot, Erin. Uh, we'll go for McGeady, because I fancied him when I was wee. Okay. We'll go for Nakamura, because his goal was one of my earliest memories of my dad going mad. And um, We'll go for Boydie from Boy, because I love him. He's a great guy. 
uh, Boric, favourite goalkeeper, great memories. And um, we'll go for Hooper. Oh, Gary Hooper. Oh, I cheers for that. Aye, Hooper. I, I wanted him in. Hear, hear him in your team. Right, OK. Good team. Sits aside, I think. That'd be a good team, actually. Miguel, would you be in favour of that? Aye. Sounds good to me, mate. Leave Scott Brown in these teams. Brunet. What's that? Brunet's no. in the team. Is he not? Did you not say Brunet? He, he, man- he can be the manager now. Well, I think Brown was in the team. I'll get Brown. I'll get Brown. I'll get Brown. No, I left Brown out. Aye, she was leaving Brown to last as captain, weren't you? He has to be the captain, doesn't he? This little captain's arm bound on. <laughs> there's, there's Scott Brown mentioned again for the 100th time tonight. That's fine. 100 quid. <laughs> To the Cale Foundation from Erin. Wagon, don't you worry. <laughs> you must be happy that we're taking good care of him. He's having a nice time up here. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. scoring against Rangers. He's keeping. There you go, see? Just remember, just remember, we've got that bit recorded from Ellen in the podcast when Scott says he wants Scott Brown to do well. And we'll be uh, playing that. Listen, that doesn't mean you want him. We want him. <laughs> <laughs> just hope mine was a nice time. Yeah, he's happy, healthy, living a good yeah. life. Please, yeah. Ah, he'll be living a good life when he lifts that cup. Happy, healthy, and shaved teeth. Aye, exactly, just like me. A shiny heat. Right, and on that note, thank you, Erin, for coming on. Hope you enjoyed it. Absolutely, guys. Thanks so much. Good to be laughing. Kind of forgot I was on a podcast there and thought I was just in the pub. <laughs> uh, that's that's the way that's the approach we try and take. I've been doing that for eleven years, so it's obviously working. Right, Erin, Miguel, thank you as always. Welcome. And we will be back next week. I'll be back I'll be next up. week, but just to warn everyone, the week after is my birthday week and I'll be busy. So I won't be there. It's not like you to talk about your birthday, is it? I actually didn't until you said the Denmark game was two weeks today. In my head my birthday so it's two weeks on Wednesday, so not long. Right. Okay. Something for everyone to look forward to there. And we will say as well, we'll not say who it is yet, but we have got another it's like guest lined up for next week. At least one. Do I know who it is? Oh, I do know who it is. Yes. Right, thank you. Good night. God bless. And yeah, see you later.